Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back. Your auto rescue team. We're out here to rescue you from the evils of the car dealers in the world and uh, help you uh, navigate the purchase or lease of a car without fear. Also uh, maintaining and repairing your car. And we got a group here in the studio. One's a little late this morning, but the rest of us are here. And uh, I'm sure that Stu will be here shortly. Ran into some heavy traffic on the way to the show. Got Rick Kearney sitting to my right. And uh, car dealers seem to talk more about new cars than anything else. Manufacturers talk about the new cars. It's, it's an obsess- obsession. What the real obsession should be with maintaining and repairing your car, because you buy a new car or a used car, whatever it's new to you, you buy a car once every four or five years. Some people keep them 10 or 20 years. I was uh, conversing on Facebook this morning with a woman who bought a GTO in 1966, a Pontiac GTO, and she's still driving it. So you you don't buy uh, you don't you don't buy cars that often. You maintain a car, or at least you should, regularly, and that's typically about every six months or ten thousand miles or five thousand miles. I mean, depending on the car you drive, but uh, at least twice a year, and you shouldn't run more than ten thousand miles without getting it checked, even if you are using the synthetic oil. And then you have little squeaks and rattles and rolls and. Uh, things that worry you, safety items particularly, they come up. I don't care how good a car you got. You might have gone through the whole consumer reports thing and gotten the best of the best. But remember, even the really, really good cars have, I hate to use the word, lemons. I mean, manufacturing is manufacturing. And you might have 99.9% of the product coming off the assembly line perfect. But what about that one-tenth of one percent? If you get one, then you got a problem. So... Rick Kearney, who's in the studio, is a unique individual. Uh, He is versed on uh, the advanced techniques in repairing cars. They're actually computers on wheels now. Uh, If you've been around as long as I have, they were uh, used to be just purely mechanical. And uh, that's the reason they called guys like Rick mechanics. Well, he's not a mechanic. Uh, I think people still call him a mechanic. But... uh, He's really a computer diagnostic technician, and uh, that's what you have to be. Software, firmware, uh, you got to be able to download and upload and, and all that kind of thing. If you've uh, had problems with your Bluetooth, uh, coordinating with your CarPlay, your, your radio, your, your uh, information system, or whatever you want to call it, you know what I'm talking about. It can be a headache, uh, and uh, if you have a question about cars, and the working of the car, the maintenance of the car, uh, the, the repair of a car. Something's got you worried. 
you're going to take a long trip. Maybe you're going to North Carolina or you're going to California, wherever you're going. You don't want to hop in a car and get on the expressway and find yourself Sunday afternoon with smoke or a very, very loud noise or something terrible. You want to be sure that car's checked out. So oftentimes you can call Rick Kearney here at, I'm going to give you the number, probably a million times during this show, the next two hours, 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. What's worrying you about your car? What are you thinking about? You get in the car and you, other than the fact that you're worried about your low on gas, there's usually there's some little thing. You know, maybe something happened with the steering or the braking or eh, the horn wasn't quite right, something. Give Rick a call. He might be able to self do a diagnosis that you can fix yourself, or at least he can guide you where you should go and how much you should spend. And uh, he's pretty good at diagnosing. And if you really want to get a good diagnosis, take a picture or do an audio recording. Hey, this is the 21st century. You take your smartphone, you get an audio file, shoot it over to Rick Kearney. We'll give you his uh, text number, his email number. He'll give it to you. By the way, he's monitoring YouTube right now. That's youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And you just contact Rick, give, give him a little bit of information, and sure enough, free diagnosis, no charge. We're all free here at Earl on Cars. And uh, my oldest son just walked into the studio. He was a little bit off. He said he'd be here at 8.03. He was here at 8.06. the destination at yeah. 8.03. But uh, Stu monitors our Facebook channel, and uh, that's facebook.com forward slash Earl and Cars. You can stream us live. You can see Stu and all his handsome glory, or Rick Kearney, or Nancy Stewart to my left, uh, my co-host. And, uh, or if you dare look at my pretty face, I'm right here. Stream us, youtube.com forward slash Earl and Cars, uh, you youtube.com. Uh, or uh, facebook.com forward slash Earl and Cars. So there's channels there. And of course, our telephone number, 877-960-9960. Uh, prioritizing the telephone number. The telephone number shows your personality. It can also show your anger, show your confusion, uh, show your whatever. You know, it's, 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 it's personalized. So, a lot of angry, confused callers. A lot of angry callers. 877. We love angry callers, by the way. And if if you are angry, really? it's okay. let's hear from you car dealers out there. This show, we're the pariah of car dealers of the world. Uh, we have a lot of people say, why does he do that? He's made a good living being a dealer all his life, and now he's condemning his trade. He's being disrespectful to car dealers. Well... We can talk about that, and we'd love to have you call 877-960-9960. If you work at a car dealership, we mystery shop hundreds of car dealerships. We've been doing it for multiple years. Rick? I was oh, just waving at me. Yep. Yeah, he was waving at Nancy. That's okay. See, we're very, and everybody's waving I'm waving right at now. you now, too. We're you know, a, I think we're a loosey-goosey show. Now, calm down. We're friendly. No, no, no. I think, yeah. I think with the, the, the car dealers that hate you, I think it's because you're speaking the truth and not because you threaten them. I think you're, everybody has the inner voice telling them when they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. You just made your inner voice very public. I'm not so sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be an optimist. Well, I know, but, but I remember when I was evil 
and I had an inner voice have... that just said, you go, Earl, <laughs> and going. screw those customers <laughs> when they came right. in. I mean, the more customers I could screw, the really? happier I was, huh. and the more money I made. And uh, I say that not tongue-in-cheek. Thank you for raising me. Hey, I've been, in, I, I've been in the business since 1968. <laughs> and let me tell you, the stuff we did back then, um, it's embarrassing now. I, I'm telling you. We Let's did, talk about undercoating. Bait and switch advertising. I, am, I wrote the book <laughs> on bait and switch advertising. I was in a group of dealers we met three times a year. They call them 20 groups. Uh, about, about 20 dealers get around and we compare notes. And we still do that. Um, but uh, back then, I was the king of the bait and switch. I had a I had a devious sale that I I did, and they referred to it as Earl's sale, and I won't tell you what that was all about. But it, but it was devious. It was deceptive, and it was unfair. All the above. Now, here I am, and I'm I've I've found the the right way, along the path to righteousness, and uh, we're here to help you. Uh, we've got some other. Uh, channels that come in that are more popular than the ones I've already mentioned, really, uh, sometimes, youranonymousfeedback.com. Uh, nobody else has this. You can contact the show, communicate with us with total anonymity, Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, youranonymousfeedback.com. And uh, we can't trace you. I know some people don't believe that because I think... One of the reasons that the dealers are afraid to use that is because they think I really can trace it. Because they're devious and they think it's a trap that I'm just... Put. Yeah, you can't. But I give you my word of honor. A couple of times I wished it, it could yeah. have been cracked, but it can't yeah. be cracked. And actually, a lot of people mm. on your anonymous feedback tell us who they are. I don't know why. That's but <laughs> anyway, I guess they're in the habit of doing it. But we, on my word of honor, we can't find you. Or, or, just, or just Google... The company Incognito, but they're spelled instead of the it's I N C O G N E A T O, like yeah. Nito. Incognito, yeah. Google it, uh, and then you'll see. It's yeah, it's uh, N E A T instead of N E T. Incognito with N E A T O, incognito.com. And that's the company that you can sign up and have your own anonymous feedback. And I recommend if you're a glutton for punishment to all businesses, truly. But anyway, I was saying, Stu, there's our mystery shopping report, doing it for years. Dispatches our secret undercover agent, choose the dealership, and uh, I don't. You know, it's it's a highlight of the show. We probably don't talk about it often enough, but uh, if you haven't, if you don't want to listen to anything else, tune in at the end of the show. Uh, last twenty minutes, half an hour, we're on from eight to ten Eastern Standard Time, and listen to the mystery shopping report. Uh, we walk in undercover. And we have uh, men and women. We Right now we've been using women for uh, quite a while, one woman in particular. But we switch back and forth, I mean, because we've been doing it for years and years. And uh, we pretend to buy or lease a car. Sometimes we pretend to repair or maintain a car. We don't do enough of that, but we'll do more. And all of these are online at EarlOnCars.com. You can go to our mystery shopping reports and go to the archive. We put on YouTube. And you can, you can see these that we've done over the years. Uh, most of them are bad. And we keep a track of the good reports and the bad reports. And you could go online and discover the good dealers and the bad dealers uh, at earlandcars.com. Um, we're great on the curve because there are no perfect dealers. Uh, in full transparency and disclosure, uh, we have a dealership. I own a dealership. And uh, we're not perfect. 
although we try to be. It's, uh, it's a working process, will always be a working process. Anybody tells you they're perfect, anybody tells you the best of the best, they're lying. It can't be perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. You just got to keep on trying. So, Kaizen. Exactly. Kaizen, continuous improvement. So at any rate, uh, if, you're, if you're not in Florida, you're not going to find too many dealers. Although Agent Lightning, our undercover agent, has traveled out of state and out of South Florida. And we have several uh, that are Tennessee and Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're reaching out. And who knows? One day we may do all the states. I mean... We keep getting bigger. If we can syndicate this show, you, how about why don't the three of us go on a, a, a road tour yeah. across the country, and we can do them? Nobody knows. That's what not we a look bad like. idea. What that's we should a, do is, anytime any of us go anywhere, we should make make it part of the trip to do a mystery shopping report. Yeah, they and wouldn't we're not recognize known. us. Yeah, like we're not known. Emily would state. love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. Well, let's do this. Let, let me turn the show over to Nancy Stewart, my co-host. Uh, she is uh, the only man, the only man. She's the only woman in the studio with all men. I can and be a man. There's a woman in the control. Uh, 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 what's, what's our gal's name in the control room? Elise. Elise does a fabulous Ellie, job. Yeah. And, uh, but she's alone here. Nancy's alone among a world of men in the studio. And, but she's a female and advocate. Elise is our first. She's a female advocate. Female. And she will give you a special offer if you're a lady listening to the show. And you will call. Takes takes a lot of courage to call the show. Be live radio. I know that. Yeah. But you're you're doing your fellow women a service by getting them to participate. And the more participation we have by women, we're just trying to reach parity. Over half the buyers are women. Why shouldn't be the people listening to Earl on Cars be women half? And we're getting close to it. So Nancy Stewart will tell you all about that. Yeah, let's get. I'm going to get through this real quick, ladies and gentlemen, because we have to get to the phones. Uh, first of all, I want to uh, mention. Uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, all of the ladies that have uh, supported me, and uh, their feedback has really um, been instrumental in getting us to where we are today and the platform uh, that we have built together. And uh, I, I really, truly appreciate all of you. And uh, as uh, tradition goes, every Saturday I let you know that uh, you can receive $50 the first two new lady callers. You can receive $50 for calling the show and uh, just maybe saying hello or let us letting us know how your uh, car buying experience went. Or if you're uh, building on your old car, taking care of it and making sure it's safe to stay on the road until you can afford these outrageous prices. Our telephone number is 877-960-9960. And you can also text us at uh, 772-497-6530. And also I want to mention real quick that you can subscribe to Earl Stewart on Cars and you can uh, you can take and subscribe to the uh, following podcast apps from your iPhone or your Android and that's Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music and Stitcher Radio. Also, don't forget SoundCloud app. So there's a whole lot of options in uh, getting in touch with us. Um, I am going to go straight to the phones. And, uh, uh, well, one more thing. Dana, if you're listening, um, I have uh, everything handled for you. And uh, we're going to get uh, that uh, request that you made 
uh, taken care of positively this week. We're going to go to Howard in Jupiter Farms. Uh, He's our first caller. And Steve and Bob, please be patient. We'll get right to you. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Beautiful day today. It is. hope it doesn't rain. Okay, so first, I know you don't like to hear infomercials. You don't don't like to hear infomercials, but let me tell you something. (laughs) You have a writer, service writer, who speaks Spanish and French. And I speak French fluently, and I spoke to him, and um, I went over everything that I needed, and I said, I need a cabin filter. Stu, he said to me, wait a second. You should get that every two years. He said, uh, I, <clears throat> I don't know if you need it. I'll check it out, and if you need it, I'll give you a cabin filter. And I came back, he said, we checked it out. You don't need a cabin filter. We do it every two years. I've never heard of a service writer that does not want to sell you the thing. What do you have to say about that? Uh, Sounds like Wilner to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's rare. Uh, you know, you uh, I'm, I read a lot of books on customer satisfaction, and and uh, and uh, I was reading one. I'm reading one now that makes that point that you know you can't make a person uh, understand how to treat a customer it's almost it's something that is developed during their earlier life somehow so when you're selecting people you have to and you get lucky every now and then that's what happens here and we're just uh appreciate your complimenting him and and uh hey say something uh howard say uh i love erlong cars more than anything in the world in french j'aime beaucoup monsieur parce qu'il est très bon Il a fait tout, tout les choses bon, excellentement. Oh, Merci yeah. beaucoup. Uh, it just sounds so much better. Yeah. Spanish. It sounds so much better in, in French. I, I love, I love the French How language. How are going to do Spanish now? Oh, Spanish, okay. El hombre que me contó lo que tenía que hacer era superbo. Yo voy a usarlo siempre cuando esté allá. En el todo del mundo. Thank you for that. My mother, the reason my mother was Moroccan, she spoke to me in Spanish and in French because wow. they, they were on the border of Spain, and uh, French is the uh, lingua franca yeah. as, as well as Arabic. So I speak uh, Arabic, French, and Spanish. Wow! I mean, so how lucky! Yeah. What a what a great mom you had. Uh, if people today just understood that, uh, a lot of. Uh, a lot of people that are, you know, from native from other countries, insist on English in the house, and what a waste! I mean, what a great mom you had. Yeah. Okay. Let me say another thing. Uh, I was at Costco in line to get gas, um, and uh, I think it's in North Palm Beach. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a guy was uh, filling his gas tank and, and and jumping up and down on his uh, cart, and and. He kept on filling, and I said to him, uh, "Excuse me, sir. Uh, I think you're going to. I think you're going to ruin your canister." So he said to me, "Where'd you get that information?" I said, er, "No." I said, "It's common knowledge. Google it." He said, uh, "You know what he said to me?" He said, "I've been doing this for five years. I have no problem with my canister. So why don't you just f off?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So I said uh, to him, a, a significant portion of the world has that uh, 
a method of thinking. Uh, but yeah. you tried. You tried. You did the right thing. Yeah, so I cursed them out in Arabic and I left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to be able to learn some Arab, yeah. Arab curse words. That'd be a lot of Arabic's such an expressive language. If you wanted to be angry and, and passionate, and, uh, that's, Howard, yeah. the only only thing uh, the only thing I can speak is curse words in uh, Sicilian. So it, it is useful sometimes. I'm gonna call you after. <laughs> I'm gonna call you after the show and get some really good good curse words in Arabic and memorize okay. them. <laughs> Nancy, I'm My wife is Sicilian. Oh, oh really? <laughs> wow. you, met, you, know, you met her many years ago when you used to open up the uh, new car bars. You used to invite them down yeah, yeah. and have it. You remember the events, those days? It's yeah. <laughs> yes. a long time ago. Yes. But anyway, uh, she was very impressed with you, and you spoke. She spoke to you in Sicilian. Ah, <laughs> interesting. I like that. that. Yeah. Thank you. You got to be our most entertaining caller, Howard. I tell you what, and you're also one of our most intelligent callers, obviously. But good lord, uh, keep on calling. You are amazing. I, I had no idea. I, I, I remember now you spoke French and Spanish. I didn't realize that you spoke Arabic. I mean, that is really cool. So uh, anyway, thanks so much for your contributions to the show, and please call again. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thanks, Howard. Always great hearing from you. Uh, Steve, give us a call back. I do apologize for your wait. We're going to go to Bob, who's calling from Lake Park. Good morning, Bob. Thank you for your patience. Good morning. Good morning, French. I remember they used to make cars they sold in this country. They were called Renaults and Peugeots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, were they, they were terrible. Or at least to sell Peugeots. Yeah, I, I saw Peugeot in my, my my roommate in college at the University of Florida had a Renault, and uh, and I can remember fearing for my life when we were driving, you know, home, and that Renault was like would, a. Would 10 the brakes work? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I almost well, you know, I was looking for a car when I was a kid, funny. <laughs> and it was between that and a two forty Z. That's when the two forty Z first came out. Yeah, it was a Datsun. Yeah. And uh, and I didn't I didn't have the money to eat for either one of them, so I never yeah. really got one. But yeah. the Renault was really a, really a terrible <laughs> terrible car. But I wanted to uh, talk to you about something I came across this morning. I like to have your opinion on this uh, article I read. <laughs> it was in USA Today about what Honda and their Accurate division are doing. Have you read about this? I'm not sure. What is it? It's called uh, it's called True. Uh, Honda, yeah, their certified program. Yeah, it goes out ten years. Right, so, that's pretty uh, standard. And, and oh, I had never seen that before. Uh, are they the, the only ones that are doing it? No, uh, most manufacturers have a certified program. Um, they branded theirs Honda Honda True. Um, theirs is, is good though. I mean, it's 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 about the same as Toyota's, but I think Honda actually gives like free oil changes, like two oil changes. Uh, but most I of them. That, yeah. Yeah, so it is. It means yeah. They just they do a um, they have a, a more rigorous inspection. I'm saying that before Earl starts laughing, but there's a a, a more it calls for a more rigorous inspection, and then there is extra extra warranty coverage and some other um, some other little perks. Yeah, Bob. I, yeah. I, so also the also Acura Preci- Precision. They have one for the other division. Right. That's the but fancy I version never, for the. I yeah. had never seen that before. Normally, certified pre-owned cars are usually cars that are just three years old. Are they not? Um, usually, well, there's a limited amount. It's uh, I don't know if it's three years. Honestly, I think it might be as far back as, as five years, and there's a mileage restriction too. But I got to check on that. Mileage, you know, from the date, mileage restriction from the date of the new car delivery. Yeah, yeah. 
I got one one of the problems. Just as a heads up, Bob, and you know, certified uh, used vehicle can be great, but I've always had a problem with them because uh, there's two things that 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 are wrong. The manufacturers offer the certified program, and they advertise it, and they push the dealers. They have contests to uh, sell more and more used certified cars. And I always wondered when they first came out, why are they pushing used cars? They sell me new cars. They don't make any money when they when I sell a used car. Well, wrong. They they make money when I sell a used car if, if I certify it because I have to pay them to certify the car. Now. That's number one. They're pushing the they're pushing the certified program not because they're good people and they're they're worried about you, Bob. They're worried about making more money and they sell they like make more money from me because they push me to certify the cars. Now that would be okay if I did do the right thing, but to certify the car it's it's rather involved. And Rick is looking at me. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, it's a it's a fairly uh, how many different items are required to be checked, Rick, on a Toyota certified car? Basically, a well, certified I, car is a new car that the odometer does not read zero. Okay, what's the, what's the answer to my go, question? We go over every nut and bolt. Every yeah. suspension piece has to be checked. Uh, the light bulbs, the seat okay. belts, everything yeah. has to be so, perfect. So Rick says that we, he's talking about himself, uh, the te- it's up to the technician, and so uh, a used car comes in. The used car manager calls the, the service department. A guy comes over, picks it up, the tech, and he's going to certify. Yeah, I want to certify this. So he comes back with a check sheet, and it's got all the boxes are checked, and now it's a certified right. car. Who knows what really was done to that car? I just want to add, <clears throat> there is a uh, system of checks and balances, and that's if anything does go wrong, and it's not perfect. Um, but if something comes back and it's something's wrong with the component that was checked off, that is no that that expense goes to the service department and could potentially affect the technician who claimed that he did this, but we had to fix it and pay for it. Yeah, but who's going to report you're, that you're to the manufacturer? You're only talking about. Oh no, no, but about, Yeah, you're only talking about mechanical, though, right? Yeah. Um, no, I'm talking. We're talking about mechanical and and also the apparent the, the Toyota certified checklist. It's not just pure mechanical. Rick, give some examples. It's a uh, um, interior uh, finish uh, trim pieces. Yeah, there can know. be no no deformed parts, no holes in the seats, no yeah. holes in the carpet, no dents or scratches, uh, no dents that. or dings. You know, a few minor that's scratches. The way, that's the way it should be. Yeah. I'm trying to get my point across yeah. here. A chain is only as strong as its weakest yeah. link. The weakest link is that tech. Uh, in the car, in the car, car dealership, right. where they're selling you a used car. Did he do the work? Chances no. Techs get paid on commission, and right. and they I get, get uh, X dollars right. to do the certification. If they can do it I in five it. minutes, they're ahead of the game. Right. But what, what happens if the vehicle had been uh, hit and then redone, and you, you don't see any dents or scratches? That That's is- not... That's also certified. No, program. that's also part of it. It, it. it has to be. I think it has to have a clean uh, uh, history report. Now, CarMax. Yeah, but, we'll have that CarFax. Yeah, but those aren't those CarMax. Those uh, CarFaxes are not always. They're not a hundred percent. No, the no. vehicle would have to have been reported by the in a police report and and, and have an yeah. insurance claim no. on but it. But it's, it's really easy when, when here's a, what we usually know for a, have when we have a used car inventory um, it, when we inspect it it's very easy to tell if it's been had any paint work we use meters mm-hmm. so if any paint right. ha, paint work or body work had been done we would know and obviously but there you go I mean there could be an unethical dealer a Honda dealer that knows it's been a wreck and went ahead and certified it anyway yeah. so it can happen so I'll get to my bottom line on certified cars when you buy a car Bob if you want a certified car, 
go to the dealership, pick out the car you want, and, and, and say, you don't want it certified, but do you want it to go through the checklist? And you could even take it to your own mechanic, but uh, say, I want to be sure this is done. If they do the check and they correct everything in the check, you got a certified car without the insurance right. policy, and you're saving the 600 bucks or 800 bucks that the dealer had to pay the manufacturer for the certification, which he passed along to you in the price. So you'll save six or 800 bucks, and you'll still have the same thing you had that you should have when they certified the car. Yeah, they'll do that for you. I mean, some of the cars are already, some of the cars are already been on the lot that are already uh, yeah. certified pre-owned. I, exactly. I, 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 I wouldn't know what uh, Earl would say about this, but it, uh, typically the service department charges the uh, used car department about 150 bucks to do that inspection. Yeah. That's a lot cheaper. The warranty you could offer, say, I'll pay 150 bucks yeah. um, and and do the whole uh, certified inspection. You know, I, as, as long as they fix do what the used car department wants them right. to do. I mean, I'm not picking on the Rick and his ilk. I'm talking about Rick is unique. And, and, and let me say, it's not just Rick in our shop. No, <laughs> just no. for no, the listeners out there, have, we have our guys do it right. I'm we just telling to, you right well, now. Well, okay, we got with, 28 technicians. Mistakes. There's a rotten apple in every barrel. Okay, again, perfection doesn't exist. And there are some dealerships where they got a lot of rotten apples in the barrel. Actually, by your rule, there's only about, I think, seven techs in our shop that are allowed to do certifieds. No, okay. Mm -hmm. All right, Bobby, excellent point, and I'm glad you brought it up. You alerted a lot of people out there about the truth and consequences of certification of used cars. But uh, it's, uh, well, they're, they're, according to the article, Honda said they're doing this for a particular reason, and that's to attract younger buyers to get into their product, and then they figured yeah. they have a, a large retention mm -hmm. on people that buy their product. So they figured if they can get them into a Honda or an Acura right. uh, yeah. or less money at an early age, that they'll come back to the, you know another that, Honda or Acura. Right. That's later the on philosophy. That's that kind of that's the overarching arching philosophy when we discuss certified with the manufacturer. That's the, one of the reasons they give us. They, but that's it, not the right. Follow, that's not the real reason. Follow the follow the money, bro. Right. Follow the money. They say it introduces younger people at a more affordable price point, and then yeah. and when they get married and have kids, and yeah. they buy a Sienna. Yeah, that's the six hundred bucks they make from the dealer means nothing to them. They donate that to charity. Right. I'm being facetious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I, I thought that uh, was just. Uh, now, is that just something? Do the, are the American manufacturers doing the same thing, or is it just under? Pretty sure. Uh, all the I'm, I'm all pretty the, sure. Yeah. yeah. All the manufacturers they jump they jumped on this uh, certified used car big time. You know they get trips. I've been selling cars. They have trips and contests and prizes every month. Mm -hmm. We get a list of all the dealers in South Florida, the other Toyota dealers, mm -hmm. who does the best job in certified cars. And it's not it's not done for the goodness of their hearts. I, it's hey, done if, for if, the if money. If you give me another minute, I, there's another uh, important thing to talk about uh, these yeah. things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you mentioned earlier about you know how far back you can you know, how old a car can be. I said mo it's mostly five years. Um, there's a limit to the benefit that you get depending on how old because it limits you how much warranty coverage. So yeah. you could spend all that money for the certified car, but they might be certifying one that <coughs> technically can be certified because it fall it's to 2017 and it has 99,000 miles, but there's only a thousand miles left of coverage, yeah. but you're still paying certified money for it. And um, yeah. So a lot of dealers do that to get this benefit. So they report them to the manufacturer. They certify everything that's technically certifiable, but the value doesn't get passed on. Right. You should only well, certify the ones that are really good, is what I'm trying to say. Years, 
from my experience years ago, if you when you went to the dealer's lot and they had certified pre-owned cars, most of those cars were usually off-lease, coming off-lease, and they still had mileage guarantees on sure. them, and they would still have, uh, they would, yeah, they have, the, and they would have, uh, uh, they would all be only by three years old. Sure. Uh, you know, that was typically years ago what they did with the certified cars, as far as I knew. I never know they would extend them out, and because uh, uh, I had looked at them years ago, and uh, they were mostly off-lease cars. And I mean, uh, and, and that's what they would do. And then they, would, you just have to know what the in-service date was. And then you would know how you know how long they would have until you would get the extended mileage on, on the vehicle. Well, Bob, so th- th- thanks a lot. We got to move along here, and uh, okay. we've no, covered, so we've much, covered a very important subject. Thank to you thoroughly, and I, I'm sure we alerted a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, thanks certified for bringing that cars. To our you want to know what you're getting, Bob? Have a great weekend. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and uh, you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Let me ask uh, everyone out there: Did you know that only one percent? One percent of cars in the U.S. are electric. Less than one percent, actually. And uh, it's, that's pretty interesting. Also, uh, San Francisco is uh, introducing uh, Waymo uh, on their streets, and uh, I find that very interesting. Give me your thoughts, taxi cabs. Rick. Has taxi cabs, yeah. self-driving taxi cabs. Yeah, Rick. That's going to change pretty quick too, because the federal government has just announced that by 2026. The average miles per gallon that manufacturers have to meet 54. is going to increase from 28 miles per gallon across the board on their cars. 54. To a, I think it was close to 60. 40. Okay. Is it 54? 40. 40. 40 miles per gallon. Still, that's across the board on all their cars, including all the big trucks. That average has got to be 40. So they're going to try very hard to get more electrics on the road. Sounds like a great, uh, great idea. Uh, folks, what do you think out there? Give us a call. Also, ladies, first 49. two. For, is it 49? 49 MPG. Ah. Uh, uh, you, uh, give us a call at 877-960-9960. And if you are the first lady caller, you win yourself $50. The first two lady callers this morning win themselves each uh, $50. Uh, also, let me open up uh, some conversation about Tim. Uh, T I up at Traditions, and has anyone taken advantage of that little ride? Um, everyone that I've spoken to really find it very interesting. Rick, your your comment? Uh, I was just going to say internationally, Canada has announced that by 2035, they're going to stop the sale of internal combustion engine cars, new cars, like, like in California Canada by 2035. Like California plans to? Yep. It's going to be very interesting. I don't. So here we have no steering wheels, no pedals, uh, just uh, an interesting future we are going to be encountering. But I can't um, wait. unfortunately, there's less than one percent of electric vehicles. And as I said uh, before, about manufacturers States. and car dealers don't believe anything the government says either. And uh, I think highly unlikely that Canada will make it illegal. I think somebody got uh, his mouth got carried away over his brain. Could be, yeah. And he made a statement. But, uh, it, you know, there's two ways uh, manufacturers can comply. And one is just to pay the fine. And um, and if you're making enough money selling the combustion engine cars that don't get good gas mileage, you can afford to pay the fines. So and a lot of just drive up the co- you also buy, cars. You also buy green credits. And uh, Tesla 
uh, and other manufacturers, and Tesla's usually the, the only one, but uh, they sell their green credits that they get because they don't have any uh, pollution, and they earn these credits. They sell them to General Motors and Ford and Honda and Toyota. So if you have the green credits, you can sell a lot of gas guzzlers that pollute the atmosphere and have the green credits to cover it up. So smoke and mirrors, folks. Uh, what yep. what you read ain't what's going to happen. It's just yeah, what it's all they over want the you place. to hear. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go back to the uh, phones where Marty's waiting uh, from West Palm Beach. Welcome back, Marty. Good morning, Marty. Uh, I want to ask either Earl or Stu or both of them this question. Uh, the Honda dealer told me now, if you have a Honda lease, you have to either buy the car yourself if you want it or turn it back to a Honda dealer. You cannot take it over to a Toyota dealer and have the Toyota dealer buy it. True. So that sounds right. Okay, is that true on Toyota cars too? They won't give a payoff, um, but if you have a sympathetic ear, which you won't find anywhere at a dealership, um, you could get it from a Toyota dealership, but they will not provide payoffs, so that will, that, that means the dealership won't know what to pay and send the check for it, how much to send, make the check out for it. So. Yeah, it is their car, Marty, so they, they own the car contractually, and they can pretty much require that you take it to who they want. I can see why. If you're, if you're a Honda manufacturer, you want the car going to a Honda dealer to return it because they have the control over the Honda dealer. If you take it to a Toyota dealer, uh, they don't know the guy, they have no control, and they, they might lose their car. Okay, so and my second question is, let's say, I assume that, okay, that's true. Is there any way that I can buy the car from the Honda dealer or the Honda company, not pay the sales tax, and then bring the car over, let's say, to you, and you buy it from me? Well, you have to pay the sales tax. And, uh, and uh, different manufacturers have leasing companies have different rules, but... Uh, in some cases, uh, they will allow you to deal directly with the leasing company. Sometimes they make you go through the dealer. Uh, the, uh, the problem with going to the dealer is they hit you with their hidden fees, and unfortunately there's no control over that. Uh, we had one caller a couple weeks ago that really did some research, and I think it was uh, uh, Hyundai, uh, but uh, they got on the phone with Hyundai Leasing, and uh, they gave them the name of a dealer in Gainesville, if memory serves, that did not charge a dealer fee, and and that uh, caller was able to return the car, uh, uh, exercise the option through the dealer, and buy the car back with no additional fees added. So, um, it's it's every manufacturer and dealer is different, but uh, you you can minimize your extra cost to option to exercise your purchased option if you take take the time. Okay. I've got two years to worry about this, yeah. but <clears throat> assuming that it's, it's the same two years from now, so I would have to buy the car, pay the sales tax, and then sell the car to you if I wanted a Toyota. Yeah, you have to you have to pay the sales tax if you buy the car, and uh, that's the state of Florida. They won't let you get away without it. Okay. All right, so now you got to make an extra 7% from you <laughs> to make it worthwhile. It shouldn't be a problem today. <laughs> or three yeah. years from now, I don't know. Different story, yeah. Uh, and just one other point I want to make. They're, with the electric car business, where they say, oh, there's only 1% now or less than 1%, uh -huh. 
I do, I think you're still going to have gasoline cars for the next 25 years. I'm probably not going to be around to make sure that that's true, but I still feel you're going to have gasoline for a long time. Sure. To have everybody in the United States all of a sudden become electric and have no more gas stations yeah. and just have uh, chargers, it's not going to happen. No, I agree, Marty. we still got horses. I agree. <laughs> and if there's no more gas stations, you know, where are we going to get Slurpees and snacks? There you That's go. Right. That's right. Yeah. 7-Eleven. Right. Ah. Thanks, right. Thanks for the call, Marty. Love hearing okay. from you. Uh, let's okay. go to bye Dennis, bye. Uh, who's waiting, uh, calling us from Lake Worth. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to uh, hear you guys every Saturday morning. Uh, Thank you. Morning. Yesterday I was uh, reading an interesting article I'm from St. Louis in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch where they were... Uh, had an article about Napleton having to pay a ten million dollar fine for uh, ripping off, I guess, minority customers, and uh, I thought that was uh, since Napleton never seems to do well in uh, reviews with you guys. If you had heard about that, yeah, uh, he's, he's a local uh, bandit. That uh, we, uh, it's almost laughable the crimes uh, committed and the lawsuits. I had no idea he was just as bad in St. Louis. So that article. Well, I guess there was a dealership in the suburbs of St. Louis, and there was 51 other dealerships. And yeah. with minority customers, they were adding on things after the contract was signed. They were uh, charging them higher interest rates, and they had to uh, pay the federal government $10 million fine for uh, wow. all their Is that all? misdeeds. <laughs> Is that all? Uh, that's, uh, Dennis, that's called the Napleton way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I know. I hear you. I, I, when I read it, I think, well, I'm not surprised about this because all your all the reviews I've ever heard and seen of you guys do in Napleton. So mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. know if you guys had heard that, and I just uh, thought it was uh, quite well, an uh, interesting uh, take on Napleton. Dennis, doesn't it amaze you though that uh, how we talk about it, it's in the press? It's I mean, I mean, there have been I can't list the number of crimes. I'm just not not talking about uh, car selling crimes, other crimes, I mean, real crimes, and lawsuits, and it goes on and on and on. And yet people go in and buy cars from Mapleton. It just keeps on... Amazing the amount of business going. that they what still do. It's, it's the deals. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the, you know, low prices, and it's the yeah. big and, trade values. And you yeah, think, they got it all. You would think that the Catch manufacturers the would have some, some concern and control, but the fun, uh, dealers are so protected. They're like an endangered species. They are endangered. I say, uh, right. hey, we, and we're endangered, but we're protected by state laws. Right. I could do about... Like spotted owls. As a dealer, I'm a franchise dealer. Uh, I, I can just about do anything, and Toyota can't cancel my contract. I mean, I'm protected by state law, lobbied into the state of Florida, and all 50 states have these laws protecting us dealers from anything, from the manufacturers, from the customers, from the attorneys. I mean, we're bulletproof. And I wonder you, if ten million dollars would get their attention at all, or if that's just a drop in the bucket with all the uh, yeah, all ten the million, right? Yeah, chump change. Yeah, exactly. That's that's great information, uh, Dennis. It's sad, but it's we we laugh at it, but it's really sad that this happens, and they don't do anything about it. I mean, why? If you if if uh, Nissan or he's got so many different franchises, I don't know where to stop. But if, let's say, for example, if Nissan doesn't cancel Napleton. Who are they going to cancel? Nobody. I mean, he's got a contract, and the contract allows him to retail cars to the public, 
and all they have to do is cancel his contract, but they can't do it. So that's what we have. Thanks for the call very much, Dennis. Yeah, I appreciate thanks for it. filling right. us in, Dennis. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Ladies, I'm sitting here with $100 for the first two new lady callers. You can win yourself $50 each this morning. Give us a call. That number again, 877-960-9960. Now back to, uh, I think probably Stu has some text yeah. ready. Yeah, I mean, it's already quarter to nine. We haven't gotten any text yet. Oh. <laughs> I got, well, I just got a text. Let's see. Let's see who's this from. Uh, I don't even know. But the text, uh, I don't have a name on there, but it says, have you ever seen a better incentive than this? And this is a uh, Garvey North, and it's a uh, Hyundai dealer. And he's giving away a dozen donuts with every car sold. Hey, <laughs> maybe that's what Napleton's doing. Yeah, I, I like that. A donuts donut, for March. Donuts do, for March. Do, yeah, donuts for March. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for the text, whoever you are. It's not very healthy. <laughs> They're right. sugar-free. Okay, that's good. Uh, from Anne-Marie, she says, Good morning. I understand that you only sell cars, you don't design them. However, I'm ex- hoping you can answer this question anyway based on your long experience with cars. Um, my 1989 Honda Accord had the horn on the edge of the steering wheel. Nowadays, most, if not all, cars have the horn in the center of the steering wheel, and it appears that it's in the middle of the driver's airbag. If I blow the horn because a car is coming at me and we collide, my hand will be coming back at me at 200 miles per hour blasted by the airbag. <laughs> Why isn't the horn on the rim of the steering wheel? Uh, what were they, the manufacturers, thinking? Um, I saw this, and I, I looked it up just to see, and yeah your your hand will will be injured and you'll be injured but the point is you're going to be injured by the airbag regardless i mean you don't get out scratch free um and i don't know the answer to why they put it in the, in the middle i think maybe it has to do with the reaction time you know you, you get in a panic you just got to hit something well you're, um, not, you're, you're not going to believe this Anne marie but my tesla my tesla plaid horn is on the steering wheel in the corner and i hate it and uh it's in the upper right i actually have a yoke uh, instead of a round wheel and a little button there is the horn and I got a bunch of other little buttons and every time I'm in a situation where I want to blow my horn I start slapping the <laughs> steering wheel I can't find the horn that's not the steering by the wheel time, that's me by the time I find the horn the disaster is gone and why Elon Musk would put a horn button maybe the- maybe you talked to Anne Marie and she said hey don't you think people's <laughs> right. hands might get hurt by this airbag right. and he says but, yeah but you know, Marie, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, the, but the, it's a really cool horn. I can make my horn oh, do yeah. anything. Sounds I, like a goat. I can. It'll even. It'll even. Uh, it'll even uh, impersonate flatulence. Yes. And you uh, can say fart on the radio. I can. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I don't like the word though, so I'll say flatulence. And you can do a custom horn. You can say. Get out of my way, you blankety blank, and you can yeah. you, you can record your voice, and that becomes your horn. You, you know, problem is you can't find the horn when you need it. Oh so. God, I need counseling. Hey. All because he bought a Tesla. You know, you know, you can also do a screaming goat sound. That's the best one. Yeah, it and sounds like a human screaming. Oh really? Yeah. And oh. guess what? I don't drive the Tesla any longer. Either do I. Ugh. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble here, but I've ridden with Earl a couple times. I have seen the man drive. <laughs> 
He doesn't need he's, a he's really good, button isn't he? in the middle. He needs <laughs> like one of those straight giant jacket. safety pads. A straight jacket. Uh, that the hand cannot damage because. Yeah. Hey, Rick. Hey, there's not a scratch I'm on that seasoned. Tesla. I am a seasoned passenger. Yep. Yeah, my Tesla safety I, score is down to 93. You've got ice water running in your veins. Hey, you better believe it. Ice water. Mm. Thank okay. you, Anne Marie. Okay. Uh, see, look what you, you prompted the, the one of the best. Yeah, I love we, it we when just we do. Opened so. up the discussion. She does. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones. Uh, we are going to go back to the phones, and I'm going to tell everyone to please hold on. We're going to take Tony's call, but John from Palm City and uh, Kim, who's holding from Palm Beach Gardens, please uh, bear with us. Tony, good morning. Hey, good morning to you. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I have a question of. I have a, a 2019 Avalon. It has a adaptive lights. Uh, in other words, I don't mm-hmm. don't have to turn on uh, the brights. Put, no, no I explain how adaptive light works. Okay, um, it's a it's a it basically it. Oh, are we talking about the the uh, the adaptive high beams or the ones that turn? High, high beams. Right. So. It detects oncoming lights, and when you're driving at night with your headlights on, um, it will put them on and the, put the high beams on. If it sees oncoming headlights or taillights that you're approaching somebody, it will put them into the low thing, and you don't have to do it um, ma- manually. It will automatically put them on bright or dim for you. So you put on, you put it on automatic. Is that correct? Leave it on automatic. Yep, you leave it on all the time. Okay. Um, I think that answers the question. Now I have a, a, another problem. Do you like that though? Because av- I'm not sure I like that uh, feature. I know it turns off, but I, it turns off at the last pop- possible second. You'll be on a curve, and, and your high beams will be coming on, and you'll you'll see a car coming, but it stays on the last second. As soon as it detects the oncoming headlights, it turns it off, and I think that I'm blinding the guy for a brief second. I don't know if I am or not. I. Well, there's actually two systems. One is. The automatic we're getting, headlights. We're getting too granular here. Let's go on to Tony's next question. I don't know if he had another uh, question. Tony can, <laughs> did, yeah. Tony can say what he wants because I love his accent. Okay, th- thank you very much. I don't <laughs> love my accent. Uh, in Cuba, in Cuba oh. my accent was, uh, when I spoke English, I had a, uh, I had a terrible accent when I spoke uh, English. Uh, okay, so n- next question. I got a little boat. Can my Avalon... So a small boat. Yes, a very very small boat. <laughs> very small. Boat. Uh, do, <laughs> oh, no. do I have to put? You know, sometimes you have to adapt a certain thing and put something, uh, you know, uh, in your engine, to, so to, to be able to do it or something. Can you explain to me how, how you can uh, add something to the engine or uh, a cooler? I think it's a cooler. Rick, doesn't the owner's manual give you the towing capacity of even a car? Yes, and Avalons actually technically are not rated for towing. Um, How how big is your boat, Tony? It's a Boston Whaler. How how, how big is it? Length. Uh, 18 feet. I I don't know inches. Um, 18 feet? Yeah, Yeah. that's a small boat. Yes, yeah, Boston Whaler is a small boat. It's a small boat. Yeah. 8 feet. Yes, that's the smallest boat you can have. It, it sounds like a whale. It's, it's a big whale, but it's a, yeah, it's, it's a flat a bottom. Yeah, more, we, more like a tender. A flat bottom. Okay, um, you probably won't need to modify anything on the car. What you're talking about is a transmission cooler, which is an added little radiator that hooks in to try to help cool the transmission fluid. 
Um, you don't want to do that on an Avalon because the new transmissions are designed very, very specific on their amount of fluid. So you don't want to do that. We got a lot of callers waiting uh, here, Rick. I, th I think the, ba the basic answer, Tony, is, <coughs> is I would be ner very nervous about towing anything because the owner manual says you shouldn't tow. And if something happens and you, uh, you get out of your warranty, uh, you have a powertrain warranty on the 2019 even now, and you don't want to void your warranty, and it could possibly do that. So be careful. Uh, and when it says no on the owner's manual, I recommend you just don't do it. Yeah, and Tony, I have an Avalon, and I certainly wouldn't think, you know, of towing anything on it or behind it. <clears throat> I hope we've answered okay. your question. Yeah, you, you made me very sad. No, no, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it would make it would make you sad. Tony, thanks so much for giving us a call. We hope to hear from you again. Thank you. Bye. Okay, um, 877-960-9960. Please, uh, John, uh, well, we're going to go to John in Palm City, but I'm going to ask him to please hold on. Good morning, John. Good morning. I have a question for Rick. People are keeping their cars longer now, and it's understandable why, and they don't want to spend a lot of money. Um, the tire sensor, which is basically a computer in each wheel, it's a battery and it's a... Um, computer the battery part is there any particular life people keep in car 12 15 years that when that battery goes and you have to replace it which is expensive and second part of that if can it be disconnected in any way from the computer there is no known lifespan some of them go in five six years some may last 10 or 12 years it just depends on just luck of the draw but yeah eventually those batteries will die and you'll have to replace the sensor because they don't have a way to replace just the battery well, your signal will not happen rick is there something that flashes or says your battery sensor is dead yes the tire pressure warning light when you start the car will come on and it will blink for about the first 30 40 seconds then it will go on solid that tells you that it's a bad sensor not just a low tire and unfortunately there's really nothing you could do except maybe stick a little piece of tape over that light yeah i'll tell you a fast fix on it my wife met a woman in the gym unfortunately she lost her husband about a year ago from COVID 19 and she went out and she's tired of the gas station pumps it's like a gambling machine i mean a lot of them you have to pay they're not accurate before you know what your money is due. So she went out and bought an instrument. It's like a portable drill. It's, I have the name of it, it's called Airhawk. It's an actual portable, the same portable like a drill, and it's a battery, the same type of battery it uses, and it has a gauge in it which you can set, and, and it, you can, uh, it shuts off automatically. It's fantastic, but they suggest that you don't use it for more than 10 minutes because it tends to overheat and it wasn't that expensive. It was $69. And then she took a piece of tape, masking uh, 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 black tape, and she just covered that part of the light of her car. But she's good because she checks it twice a month, her air pressure. She's very fussy about that. But the light annoys her, and she just taped it over. So yep. it makes sense. By the way, this Airhawk company, it's an 844 number, 570 9860 and it's a great instrument 
It's you don't have to have a compressor around. It, it even works uh, from AC. You plug it in, and it also you can plug it into the cigarette lighter. Hmm. So I just thought I mentioned that, and this is the clever people, females today, that are on top of things, maybe not so smart to, to you know, cover up your uh, sensor, but uh, she didn't want to spend the money, and I don't blame her. I've carried a little plug-in air compressor in my truck for the past, uh, actually in my vehicles for the past 30 years. Plugs in the cigarette lighter, and it'll pump up a tire. John, thanks so much for that information. Uh, We really appreciate you every week. You come to us with something new all the time. Well, clever of the females. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for that, too, John. Everyone's listening to you. Have a wonderful weekend. I know you'll stay tuned for the Mystery Shopping Report. Okay, we're going to go to Kim, who's been patiently holding from Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning. Good morning, Kim. I have a question. Um, I have a 2018 Honda Accord, and I've owned several Hondas, and I'm ready to get, um, pretty soon, get some new tires. I was wondering, because Hondas have such a bad road noise, does tires make a difference? Yes. Uh, go on Consumer Reports, look for the best tires you can find on there. But you're pretty much going to find Michelin is going to make one of the best tires. And generally, Michelins are the quietest tire. And the, the road noise you're getting is the, the surface of the tire on the road. That's what's creating the noise. It's just a lot of Hondas aren't insulated as well. So you hear that noise transmitted a little more. And Kim, going to uh, uh, Consumer Report, that's a win-win situation. And uh, you'll notice when you do replace your tires, it will, well, it, it, it really is, uh, it affects a lot of factors. Uh, gas mileage, ever, uh, I could go through a whole laundry list here. Uh, but uh, Yeah, I subscribe to uh, Consumer Report, so I will do that. I just didn't know if it made a difference, if that's really what was causing the road noise was the tires or if it was just the way Hondas are built. Yeah. You sound like an educated consumer. Uh, Kim, uh, you've called the show before, haven't you? Yeah, a couple years ago I called. Oh, a couple years ago. Okay, well, thank you so much and uh, spread the word. Thank you. I appreciate the answer. You're quite welcome. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to go to uh, Mike, uh, who's holding from West Palm Beach. Good morning. I'm sorry, he's in Vero Beach. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, guys. I just wanted to say I, I love listening to your program. It's a wealth of knowledge. You guys are doing a tremendous service for 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 folks in West Palm Beach, and and I and I got to tell you, I'm listening to you guys up in Vero Beach now. On um, I got a new car, and I'm I'm new to this HD radio thing, and and I'm listening to you guys on 1031, the, the channel three, the HD channel three. How are we coming through? Oh. Perfect. Crystal clear. I, I wish I would have known about this sooner. Oh, thank um, you. Phenomenal. That I, I'm listening to you guys while my grandkids are playing soccer. I'm in the car, and you, it's it's amazing. Hey, what are you doing? Go watch the kids' game. What are you calling <laughs> us for? I'm just kidding. Hey, that's great. Uh, the HD radio, I know it's a digital signal. It's supposed to be clear. I've never listened to it myself because I'm all just you know using my phone, but that's really cool. So Yeah, that's a- yeah definitely, Mike. How nice. Well, we'll start promoting that. Well, Make sure if you have an HD radio, use that if you can't hear us very well. Yeah. So it's you have a well, lot of clarity, huh? Much. All right. Enjoy the game. 
Alrighty. Thanks, Mike. I, I want to jump in here about that last call. I just, I can't talk enough about Google. And so I just went in there, quietest tire for Honda Accord. I mean, you got you got a huge number of super quiet tires. This first one I'm looking at, tireviewsmore.com, our quietest tire of all time for the Honda Accord, Bridgestone, Terenza Serenity Plus 2. Uh, next is the Continental Pure Contact. I mean, it's just, uh, Google's amazing. Amazing. I mean, if I, I guess I'm glad most more people don't do that. They wouldn't listen to this show because, frankly, a lot of our information we get on Google. I mean, yeah. you really get some uh, difficult well, there's questions. Well, there's a need for both. Yeah. There definitely is well, a we, need for both for, for people, Google people and love us. Earl it's our personality. Cars. It's our personalities. Uh, yeah. Google has no personality, but they love us. Well, you'd be so. surprised. Uh, you and I Googled a lot over the uh, exactly uh, this past week, yeah. a whole lot. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> excuse me, 877-960-9960, and you can text us uh, at 772-497-6530, and don't forget we have the Mystery Shopping Report coming up, and we do enjoy hearing from you and how you grade that Mystery Shopping Report, and of course it's uh, done as usual by a uh, female mystery shopper. She does a fabulous job, and Elise is waiting for the first female caller to win $50 this morning. So, well, we want to make her happy. And we are going to go back to the phones where Julie is calling us from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Julie. Good morning. Are you a um, first-time I, caller? No, I've, I've called. Uh, this is my third call now. Oh, thank um, you, Julie. <laughs> I had a question. I have a friend that I used to work with. And every day at lunch, she'd go out and sit in her car with the car on and the air conditioner, depending on the weather, and the radio. And uh, she'd sit there for an hour, and this guy in my office thought she was damaging her car by idling it Monday through Friday for an hour. Does that damage your car? No, not really. Uh, you're using up some gasoline, really, but uh, it's not going to hurt the car because the, the engine's going to keep itself cool by way of the, the radiator and everything. You're not going to hurt anything at all doing that. And the other question is, somebody told her, well, why don't you just turn the radio on and not the rest of the car? But she said that would drain her battery. How long can you have the radio on by itself without the rest of the car? Uh, depending upon the health of the battery, 20, 30 minutes to a couple hours. But mm -hmm. she's actually better to run the engine because it actually helps okay. keep that. It, it gives it a chance actually to charge that battery up full and basically it's 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 better to do it the way she's doing it my opinion okay. in new york you okay. have to be careful because if you let it idle for more than three minutes and what is it just trucks or cars i think it's all of them. everybody yeah. Yeah. yeah if you let your car idle for more than three minutes in new york city i believe it's new york city uh you get a fine a lar yeah. large fine and they pay the uh the rat that turns you in 25 percent mm -hmm. of the fine Ooh, a little like a yeah i heard I heard that man call in the other day about that, uh, maybe two weeks ago about that. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. did you? <laughs> well, well, hopefully there's nobody searching the parking lots in West Palm, so. Yeah, I'm no rat. <laughs> well, Julie, thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you. And spread the word. <laughs> We're building a, okay. uh, a, a platform here for the ladies, and we, oh, wow. re we reward them by giving them $50 if they're a first-time caller. Right. Okay. Thank you for your help. Bye -bye. Have a great weekend. We're going to go to Frank. Uh, who is our regular caller from Jupiter Farms. Good morning, Frank. 
We're talking fast this morning because we're really being bombarded with phone calls. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it short. I know that's hard for me to do, but I'll try. Um, two things. I sent you a text message on, uh, on our miles per gallon that we got from our new Audi six-cylinder the other day. But while we're talking about mileage, I saw on news today that now, in a few more years, they expect all the cars to get a minimum 40 miles per gallon. And so my question is twofold. Do you think the technology would make any gas engine cars go that far? Or do they get the, the miles per gallon for the fleet they, they, in the electric cars with the US cars. Right, so the, they, it's the fuel standards or the CAFE standards, it's the average for the fleet. So that would include, you know, just for example, for Toyota, because I know it, <coughs> their big Tundras, all the way down to the to the to um, their plug-in and their fully electric vehicles, <coughs> has to average out to 49. Um, so they can do that, so that's why it's incrementally happening. Uh, car manufacturer might just adding one electric vehicle can have a significant impact on the overall thing. But they are they're working on fuel efficiency efficiency on on all their vehicles. But I just came out of that Tesla Model S and went to a 17 miles per gallon um, Toyota 4Runner. <laughs> so I was getting a little bit uh, tired of the Tesla. But that 4Runner isn't helping. It's pulling down Toyota's Cafe uh, their their fleet standard their fleet average and um, their plug-in hybrids are bringing it up. Okay. I, I, I kind of surmise that because when the news are saying right now the average is, I think, supposed to be 28 miles per gallon, and under four or five years, they were 40. I go, holy cow. Mm-hmm. And I did, and I had a feeling the electric must have helped. Um, on a, a appraised report, last week I spoke to you guys because I had a new battery put in my pickup truck, and I couldn't get the running board to retract or, you know, do anything. And you guys said you've got to reboot it by taking the negative terminal. Obviously, the, the, the cable off and, and leave it for a few minutes and redo it. Well, there must have been four different wires and plugs, and I didn't even know how. I mean, it's not like the old days where you get like a, you know, a pre-existing socket or something and unscrew it. So what I did, I also followed your advice. I went on the internet and tried to look things up. And amazingly, amazingly, there's a thing about redoing that on YouTube. And I went out there with all the knowledge and start touching and pushing buttons and resetting and from the from the cab on the steering wheel and all of a sudden they started working. What a sense of gratification for a seventy year old guy to be able to do something that you used to be able to do when you were, you know, half that age and um, not take it to a dealership and you know, spend time and money. Yeah. No, YouTube so, YouTube yeah, is amazing. Yeah, no, you guys helped tremendously. So let me let you guys get back to the other folks. And as always, you know, have a great weekend and Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Frank. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Give us a call. You know, I say say, uh, Google a lot. It's really YouTube, isn't it? I mean, YouTube is, more people go to YouTube. And for how-to things, like do-yourself yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, Google's a good place to start, but usually you probably end up on YouTube, yeah. and the, and it's just absolutely... They, they, uh, they, they, they funnel you that way, too. If you yeah. like any do-it-yourself, usually the top results are videos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Let's jump over some text. This is a great one, by the way. This comes from Bob, and he sent a link to an article, and you're not going to believe this. And it's perfect because you're just talking about how untouchable the car dealers are, and they are here. But in Arizona... 
two Arizona dealerships um, are being forced to pay $500,000 in restitution to customers. I get a drop in the bucket, but they did it for bait and switch advertising. It's ABC and Pinnacle, ABC was the local affiliate, um, engaged in false advertising. This is from the Attorney General of the state of Arizona who went after them. This is coming from the top. Uh, engaged in false advertising when they advertised low vehicle prices online but refused to sell those vehicles for the advertised price. The Attorney General alleges that ABC and Pinnacle Nissan would tell, oh, I'm sorry, ABC is the other um, dealership, would tell uh, consumers they had to purchase certain add-on accessories, such as nitrogen in the tires, exterior protective coating, door edge guards, door cups, or window tint. These add-on accessories raised the price of the vehicle above the advertised sales price, and they denied it. And they said, in some instances, the salespeople informed the consumers that certain add-on accessories had been installed already on the vehicles and could not be removed, thus increasing the price of the vehicle above the advertised price. And then um, they also informed uh, consumers that they couldn't remove the add-on things because if they did it for them, they would what? Have to do it for everybody. So that good job, AG, uh, in Arizona. And I hope they're listening here in Florida because we need this. Well, it's, it's, it's encouraging. I'd I like to investigate that. I'd like to see the, the process that led her or yeah, him yeah. to that. But in uh, um, uh, Ashley Moody, is that? Ashley Moody. I think, name? yeah. Ashley Moody. Um, Mooney. For some reason. Mo- Mooney. Moody. Moody, yeah. Ashley Moody. Um, Florida AG. Uh, I don't think she's ever gone after a car dealer. And... Uh, and the Florida Automobile Dealers Association gets her elected, along with the NADA and the car dealers. And uh, I guess she's afraid to bite uh, the hand that feeds her. And uh, uh, putting it pretty simple, yeah. uh, it's, it's kind of a shame. You know, not to say that Ashley Moody doesn't go after some bad people, but she goes after people that are not lobbying her and, 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 uh, and not donating money to her campaign. And uh, I guess it's better than not going after any bad people, but... I think you should be uh, indiscriminate and just, uh, if you look at the dollars that are uh, swindled, uh, deceived, or what's the word for taking money from uh, consumers, who could, who could compete with car dealers? And you buy a car, everybody buys a car, they have, they're buying them all the time, and every time they buy a car virtually, they're getting screwed. Mm-hmm. And our attorney general just sits there on her hands and uh, waits for the next election. Did Pam Bondi do uh, anything? I mean, the whole time that we've been on the air, mm-hmm. you know, we have talked to her, like, you know, personally, begging her to help us, yeah. you know, fight these car dealers. Has she done any better than Ashley Moody? I'd love to have her call the show or text the show or a representative of Ashley Moody call or text the show. If, if we're saying something that's out of line, Ashley, check our archives on, on shopping mystery shopping reports. We have hundreds and hundreds of them. And you will see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands, really, of uh, car dealers that are breaking Florida law. And I'm just curious why you haven't taken action against any one of them. Anyway, that's a redundant rhetorical question. I'm reading her Wikipedia page, and the things that she has accomplished uh-huh. is nothing remotely related to what we're talking about. So I'm very depressed now i'm closing this browser window out right now yeah. okay we well, let's get to another text <laughs> okay um sorry i had ashley moody up there jonathan wellington <laughs> says all car batteries are different yeah all batteries have a finite number of starts in them um the question is when you jump start another car with your battery does it lessen the life of your battery 
because you're not starting your cards. Mm, not really. Not really? Okay. It, what's the difference between just like donating electrons and going through an actual start cycle? Well, because truthfully, if you're jump-starting another car, your engine is running, yeah. so you're using power created by the alternator, not anything by your, your battery. battery. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Alternator is like a little generator. It is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. I'm considering buying a lithium, lithium ion. Ugh, I can't speak. A lithium ion jump starter. Do they do a good job as a jump start? Um, lower dead battery as jumper cables do. Any recommendations on any good brands of lithium ion jumper backs? Uh, go on Amazon. Check the reviews and Consumer Reports also if you can find them. I bought a little little bitty unit that mm -hmm. is maybe about the size of like four or five cell phones put together in a stack. Will it work on your cell phone too? And actually it will. Yeah. It has a USB output. That's awesome. But the, and even a little flashlight on it. The cool part of this thing weighs only a couple pounds. As long as the battery for the car still has some little bit of power. If you turn the key, the lights will come on and it will try to move the engine over a little bit. Mm -hmm. This little tiny box will do it. Will start the engine. It won't do it on like a totally dead, dead ass battery. If it's right? totally, Sorry. totally dead, it will not do it. But even on a, like a V8 Tundra, it will start that. You know, you know dead what? I, you know what I, vehicle. You know what I do? I call AAA, and they're in five minutes and they take care of everything, and it's free. What if you're five in, minutes? Really? Well, the what if you're in the middle of minutes? the Badlands? Yeah. yeah. I am mean, Rick, you've got to remember <laughs> that you are a certified diagnostic master technician. I'm, I'm also a, a type of person yeah. that my, my personality, I was raised to rely on myself, to yeah. get things done myself. You're kind of like Dodge City. You're i got to get Matt, the job done you're myself. You're a Matt Dillon yeah. kind of guy. No, I understand that. But <coughs> most of our listeners, you know, and, and Nancy's over here, she's Woodland because, you know, she's a do-it-yourselfer, and she wants to pop the hood, and she wants to charge her battery and inflate her tires and, and, and do check the dipstick. And I'm just saying, most of our listeners don't do that. They they call yeah. AAA. And, I, and while we're talking about it, AAA is just an amazing company, and I, uh, Nancy and I joined again. I called them uh, about a month ago, and I, I've got a car dealership. I could get I got AAA quicker than I got the, the, my own car dealership, Stu. That's because I missed your call. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, um, actually, this is not a commercial, but you speaking, you just triggered a memory, and I and I and I, I'll forget it if I don't say it now. Um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago we were railing against the roadside service for Toyota. They they fired that company and they've hired AAA as yeah. their roadside company. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that was great that you did that and they arrived like they did because that again, was your car. my car was dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there again. we go. AAA, I can't recommend them enough. And and the other stuff they got besides that, I used to be a director for AAA years ago. You probably didn't even know, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. And I was a director of AAA and, uh, and uh, I got to know them pretty good. In fact, what we... Uh, well, this is a business. We'll just talk about it after the show. But we need to be sure we're signed up as a AAA approved dealer. Okay. Because AAA members are very loyal to the AAA. Okay, and they should we're, be. We're yeah. going to go back to the phones. Good. And uh, John is uh, waiting. He's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, John. Good morning. Hey, a quick little story, and then I want to ask Earl about some electric cars. Back in uh, 1979, Earl, I bought a, a Pontiac from Stuart Pontiac. Oh, bless you. And then uh, I had that car for about three years, and then the paint started cracking. And 
as your customer service people. They took care of me. Everything was fine. And you guys kept it up to this day. So I really appreciate that. Do you but, remember? Uh, do you remember any names from back then, John? I mean, do you uh, remember? You know, Earl, I was I was uh, driving back and forth to college in Kentucky, so I I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I just you know I was friends with. Uh, you remember Buddy Clark from Clark Oldsmobile? The reason I the reason I ask is I got a, a friend that sent me a picture on Facebook and I'm gonna hold it up to camera and this is 1958 uh, and these are a bunch of technicians uh, from Stuart Pontiac in 1958 I was still in high school and uh, <laughs> <laughs> in 1979 I was there in 1979 when you bought your car so uh, they were there a long time anyway go ahead John. Okay, uh, you know, you were talking about the electric vehicles. You know, I've talked about this with several people. So you've got an electric vehicle in California. Remember last summer they had all the rolling blackouts with electricity? Yeah. Could you imagine the electrical pool if everybody in California had an electrical car? No. I, I don't think they'd be able to power it. Their citizens wouldn't have air conditioning or anything. I mean, yeah. this thing's really gotten crazy. And, and if, we're in, if we're the only country that does this and the rest of the world stays on combustion engines, yeah. what have we accomplished? Well, it's, it's a very good, uh, realistic concern to have. And uh, the thing I keep uh, reminding people, we're talking about electric vehicles. You know, we're going to have the autonomous taxis in San Francisco uh, and all this kind of stuff. And you got, I'm driving a Tesla. And we talk about it so much, you, you start to mentally perceive uh, a lot of people having electric cars. And I, uh, we have less than 1% on the road. So you might have a little more than that in California, but USA, well, less than 1%. It's going to take a long time before we challenge the power grid, and the power grid will have uh, evolved and improved. Uh, already, uh, what we're doing, and we're talking about now, is you know we power is generated 24/7, and and we can store power, and and we can store power to be used at peak times. And uh, it, it's, it's a science that is a work in process, but you're right. If suddenly we woke up tomorrow and every vehicle was electric, we'd have total chaos. We wouldn't have the power to power our fleet of cars. You're absolutely right. right and, and with that, as things expand, guess what? The cost of everything goes up. So we'll, we'll probably be back where we are now, paying the same for you know, fuel as we would be for electricity. Exactly, so, exactly. A then, lot of things have to happen. <clears throat> A lot of things, a lot of things have to change, and they will. And uh, and uh, I, you know, we hear so much about Tesla and Elon Musk, and, and everybody's hyping. You turn on the news, everything's electric, electric, electric. Uh, they're going to be, as Rick said at the beginning of the show, twenty years from now, we're still going to have combustion engines. In fact, we'll have a lot of them twenty years from now. I mean, the cars you're buying from today, combustion engine cars, are so good that they will last twenty years. And no, people aren't going to be throwing cars away. I mean, uh, they'll trade them, but they're still going to be out there. You and I probably won't be here to see it. <laughs> no, I'm going to have my brain frozen. But I'm there's gonna... still horses today. Yeah, I, mean... I know I won't be here. <laughs> yeah, have Earl's head. We'll have Earl's head on cars. I'll have a head here out here. Yeah, but then the disposal problem, the batteries in the ocean, it's, it's on and on and on and on. Anyhow, Thanks, I, just, John. I just wanted to comment on that. I appreciate Great it. Great comment. Thank you, John. All right. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye-bye.
Okay, I was ju I was just looking up the uh, percentage of uh, electric cars that are on the road in California, mm -hmm. and it says your new data also shows that California, with only 10% of the nation's cars, now accounts for over 40% of all zero emission cars in the country. Thank you. 877-960-9960. Give us a call. What are your thoughts? Text us at 772-497-65 and don't forget your anonymous feedback your anonymous feedback.com you remain anonymous say whatever you want now uh, we are going to go back to Stu all right we have a text here that says I have a 2017 Maz I'm sorry 2017 Acura MDX that's been waiting for struts for about six months my mechanic says he can't get the parts any ideas is where I can direct him to try and get these parts yeah, used parts, uh, rebuilt parts, uh, junkyard parts. Uh, I would, I, I know I sound like a broken record, I'd Google it. And, uh, and it probably is a stretch for that particular vehicle online available. The, somewhere, they're out there. Somebody makes them. Yeah, you got to look hard. Uh, I remind somewhere. people, we have a 1937 Pontiac on our showroom floor at our Toyota dealership, and that's all original parts. We had that car restored, what, 15 years ago, Stu? And it took about three years, but we restored it with all original, original Pontiac parts. Yeah. Yeah. So what, there's what was the car that they're looking for? It's a 2017 uh, Acura MDX. Yeah, oh, Google, there's yeah. there's so struts all over the somebody, place. Yeah, there. somebody Google it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, come on. Yeah. He's got a he's got to look a little harder. Tell tell your mechanic to look harder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones uh, where we have Gail calling from Palm City. She's a first time caller. Therefore, she wins herself $50 this morning. Ka-ching. Welcome to the show, Gail. Oh, thank you. Hi. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for taking my call. I hope that you yes. uh, left not only your first name, but your last name and your mailing address so I can get that check out to you today. What can we do well, for you this morning? Can I give morning? it to you? Okay. Well, I have a 2004 Toyota Sequoia. And it has way over 300,000 miles. And, I mean, we love the car, but I want a new one. And I don't want to buy one that has the old model because I read about it that they're going to change the model. And we, I, I like to know when we can expect those cars to be available because I would love to be able to buy one. Great question. About a year, right, Stu, the new uh, Sequoia? There's the new Sequoia, uh, it's... Every time there's a new product launch, they keep it from the dealers as much as that. But I think it's next year. It's 2023. 2023 is the model year. And when we get it, we'll find out closer to probably t towards the end of this year. Um, a launch like that, I'm just going to guess, late spring, early summer is usually when we see these big launches, but it can change. Yeah. And it's, there is definitely a wait, Gail. I get calls all the time asking you know, for uh, all kinds of questions in regards to waiting. It could be six months, eight months, could be a year. Uh, but be prepared and have patience. No, it is. Well, what about, can you place an order if you put a deposit down? Can you order the car? Well, that's, yes. So you're like the first to you're, get one? You're in my mind. And, uh, sure. Uh, the problem is we wouldn't have specific information. Or pricing but, or anything. But so. as, a, as a dealer, I can certainly take an order uh, with the open end, uh, and I'd be happy to do it. Right. If you want to be first on the list, I believe you would here, be here, first. Well, here's, I don't know if that's true or not, but um, I, I would double-check that. 
Yeah, right now, since there's absolutely no pricing information, it would just be a, like a contact list. So as soon as we had information, we would reach out and then provide you with that information and then and could put an order in. Yeah. But right now, every car that you would buy, whether it's a 2023 Sequoia or a 2021 Honda Accord, it's it's an order. I yeah. Mean. Yeah, every right, here, here's something. I'm going to be talking to my son about this after the show for another reason. But uh, you should be able to go into a car dealership and you should be able to buy anything you want. Uh, whether you had specific information or not, you would just have to cover the conditions and the uh, unknowns, and you would, you know, for the purpose of getting put on a waiting list, uh, there's no reason in the world we, why we, you we, shouldn't be able to buy. We do that, and, and the know. pricing right now, I'm just saying, yeah. I'm not sure. The reason yeah. I'm, I want to be careful, I don't want to give bad information. So yeah. right now, it yeah. would be MSRP, and there, there, that's all the pricing information. Yeah, and, However, well, and, and, well, the, right now, it would be no more than MSRP. Right, never. Because two years from right. now, it might be. Okay. That, that's the point I was trying to get to. Yeah. I was wondering. And, yeah. and also, Gail, um, the cars that we have, uh, trucks, everything on the ground, are already promised. But there is that possibility that somebody may cancel an order, and somebody you know, uh, who's in the right place at the right time can take that vehicle. Uh, but uh, the bottom line here is to wait. And uh, as far as ordering is concerned, you know, when the, whenever the vehicle, uh, not knowing anything about it, you just, you mentioned you, you would just like to order, uh, you know, you gotta be prepared for, uh, say the unknown. And uh, I, I don't know, I don't know whether I would wanna do that or not. Well, she can so. cancel the order. This is true too. There's a lot of variables, yeah. Gail, yeah. Mm-hmm. and we're in yeah. uncertain order, times order, and shortages. Order, order the car, Gail. We'll put a, We'll take the order for you. If you want to cancel it, you can cancel it, and we'll put you on the list wherever you are. And and somebody's like waiting. It. Somebody's waiting out there for the car that you mm-hmm. ordered and don't want. Well, I definitely want it, so I will um, definitely, you know make that happen i will um call and find out the logistics of what i need to do to put yeah. um, you better call yeah. Stu or me because um yeah uh, i will yeah yeah and and we're creating a lot of lists here you know waiting list the order list and the callback list so uh times are changing okay well you have my information do you want to call me when yeah we've got your contact information in the studio yeah the, uh, yeah, if you left your information with Elise just now, um, you mm-hmm. know, myself, uh, Stu, uh, Earl, yeah. we can get in touch with you and put you on the list. Okay. Well, that would be wonderful. I'd appreciate that. Thank you. You're quite welcome. We're glad to do it for you. Uh, thanks for being part of the show, Gail. And spread the word. We're building a platform here for the ladies. Now I feel terribly guilty because I keep saying this is not an infomercial and I just sold a car on our radio show. I feel very guilty about it. Well, it's that. difficult uh, not to do, and the way you, you put begged, it. Right, you begged, right, Gail? You know, I had I had to sell it to you. <laughs> well, no, I, I want you to sell it to me. I want you to call it. We're I'm here for the consumer. Gail, Gail's a consumer. We, 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 not yeah. only, we not only begged her to buy a car from us, but we paid her $50. And, and I, now she Well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. That's very nice. You've been wounded. Yep. Thanks a lot, Gail. Call again, please. We, we'd love okay. to hear from you again. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you. I look forward to you getting in touch with me or vice versa so Def- I can put We're my gonna name on the list. Definitely. You'll hear from okay. me. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Have You're a good welcome. day. Thank you, Gail. All right. Bye now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to go to Rick, who uh, here has some YouTubes. Well, I've had a whole bunch of them here from Donovan and quite a few from Tim as well, Tim in Florida. 
and I, 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 I got to do this. Uh, real quick, like we'll go is a little off topic here, but Tim says, Rick, anybody ever tell you that you look like a combination of Brad Pitt, Robert Redford, George Hamilton, and Sloth from the movie The Goonies? Yeah, I, I, I told you that all the time. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I gotta say, it was it was funny, but. Okay. Um, That's quite let's a get on the better. It had to be it, it was funny to me. <laughs> yeah, it had to be. It there. was funny to me. <clears throat> it was funny to all of us. We're all laughing. <laughs> like, okay, with Donovan. At, he says, 99% of car dealers in Florida are breaking the law, and it's disgusting that our AG does nothing about it. She can't even be bothered to do something basic to help people who are getting ripped off. Uh, Tim actually comes in and says, okay, seriously. Supposedly, federal inspectors were in Daytona Beach yesterday finding dealers that did not have the buyer's guide even on cars behind the lot with not-for-sale stickers on the car. Hmm. <coughs> Is that a rumor? Uh, that was a, a rumor of it. So, who knows? And why would federal inspectors yeah. be would investigating cars? It would be state, wouldn't it? Well, uh, if, if there were federal inspectors, it would be even more shames, Ashley Moody. We, the only people that enforce the law in Florida are, are the federal government. The state government isn't enforcing the law, which uh, is an embarrassment. But but it, are there any federal regulations yeah. about how, okay, so oh, then yeah. the federal, the fe okay. It is a federal regulation that you have an as-is sticker on all your used cars. You have to have disclosure about what warranty the car has or does not have. Okay. And there's a fine, federal fine, if you so, don't do it. So the feds actually could be investigating that, And there's also a, there's also a law saying you got to have the Benoni label on the car, and uh, you can walk in any car dealership right now, Probably including ours, and find a car without a Monroni nope. label when nobody ever checks about it. Checks mm. it. They come off, they fall off, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's no cars in the lot, there's no Monroni label. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Good true. point. There. Good yeah. point. Uh, by the way, Donovan also says, Earl, you don't have to worry about a couple things, though, because you've got a lithium 12 volt battery in your car that will last at least 20 years. I have three of them. Exactly. Yeah. Old Tesla years. Oh, boy. Let's see. What else did we get here? Uh, again, also, Donovan says, everyone should have a lithium jump pack in their car, similar to the one that I've talked about. You charge it once a year. You never know when you might need it. Yeah. Uh, and I would recommend a little more often, maybe plug it and charge it about every couple months how, just how, to make sure it's good. He keeps the charge like a, pretty good, though. I mean, if, you, if he says a year, are you going to have still most of the battery after a year? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I charge mine about once every two to three months, and I'll use it several times a month. And you're just topping it off. Yeah, just to top it off. Where and do, it literally you, weighs where do you about keep, two pounds. Where do you keep it? It just sits in my toolbox at the shop. Uh -huh. But the same thing, the unit is so small I'd that say, it weighs a couple pounds. It would fit in a glove compartment. I took it out of your box two weeks ago, and you never noticed it. <laughs> Hey, no, it's still there. I Rick, used it yesterday. What, what's the what? What can you power? Is I mean, it's like a little power source. What's like the most uh, juice it puts out? I uh, it could you run a blender with it? No, not a blender, uh, but it would definitely power up to recharge. Well, uh, any I, I, I was somebody reported that you were making margaritas I, in your I bag. I was just going to say let's, that. Let's, let's, I was. I, let's I was move just along. Say let's move along. Come on. I have an anonymous. This is Earl Stewart on cars. It's not uh, Earl Stewart. Uh, Rick, I'll hour. tell you what. Uh, you exposed your pl I, your place where I your battery is. I don't drink tequila. I drink vodka. We're going to be making margaritas. Okay. I have an anonymous feedback over here. 
Um, I wasn't here last week. Uh, my daughter had COVID. Uh, Josh was here, but this uh, came up last week. John's statement about anti-idling laws applying in every state for every vehicle is false. Check the EPA website. Some states have laws for trucks, especially yeah. diesel, but there are exceptions for weather, traffic, et cetera. I Googled it, and even I think in New York, it's it's for bigger vehicles. It's not for, like, cars. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah that's true. I, 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 go, I did the same thing, and I forgot. Thank you very much for reminding us. John, you're usually right. You missed on this one. It's just New York. And they made a big thing out of it. It was on the network news, and uh, they interviewed a lot of people that are making a good living. I mean, uh, 25% of like, a, what is that, $600 fine? And uh, they talked to some one guy on the street, he had his video cam out, and they said, how you doing? He said, I got 47 today. So he oh, made, yeah. made, you know, made, made $4,000. He's a bounty hunter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ah, That's crazy. Bounty hunter. All right, someone anonymous feedback liked my comment that about <clears throat> dealers being protected like spotted owls. Uh, that was I, that was a good one. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another one. More anonymous feedback. <laughs> Um, I drive a 2007 Toyota 4Runner. Uh, recently, the weather has been nice enough to drive with the windows open. Yes, it has. Uh, I've noticed a very strong ammonia smell from the exhaust, so strong that at times I've had to roll up the windows and use the AC. I use shell gas with no ethanol, but it has a nitrogen additive. Is the gas I'm using, is it the gas I'm using, or is there something wrong with the vehicle? Um, it's definitely ammonia, and I can only smell it when I'm driving. More than likely, that's the fuel he's using. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, where, where, where's the ammonia come from? It's probably something to do with using the non-ethanol fuel. Uh, most cars, since about na the, uh, 92, 93, somewhere around there, cars have been designed to handle up to 10% ethanol. And now they're actually coming out, they're uh, good for up to 15%. Am I going to have to Google this? Does, is ammonia a byproduct of uh, 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 pollution uh, byproduct. I honestly couldn't tell okay, you. Okay, still Google. Well, I think I know that ammonia can be part of certain uh, chlor uh, floor, uh, uh, what do they call the carbohydrate hydrocarbons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, Google. It. Well, let's find out. I was googling something else. Because ammonia, good lord, if I'm smelling ammonia. That's really serious. Well, ammonia will choke you. I mean, that's probably toxic. Well, it don't smell pretty good. much that's everything in the exhaust is toxic. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I they, mean, even yeah, I mean, quicker toxic. I mean, when you commit suicide by by emissions, you you go to sleep. The reason behind, I got it. I Google. I googled. Um, it says the reason behind this ammonia smell is the catalytic converter, which ah. cleans up and converts harmful pollutants into yeah. less harmful emi emissions. However, when the catalytic converter fails or malfunctions, it can cause an ammonia-like odor in your vehicle's fumes. So that's it is possible. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's not only possible. It's likely that's what his problem is. Wait a so. minute. This site was uh, Bobby Joe's blog. No, I was going to add on it was. That was from CarTopics.com. So yeah. you always check your top your sources, folks. Absolutely. I mean, this, we're going to be replaced by Google on cars. Yeah, this is a YouTube on cars. Well, we're going to be replaced by a computer. I'm, for I'm sure. obsolete. We're I'm already, very, we're already I'm very depressed. Okay. Uh, next one. Anonymous feedback. I have to keep charging my AC every couple of weeks. Mechanic says I don't have a leak. Is there something I'm missing, or do I need a new mechanic? Your mechanic is missing. Is what it is. Yeah. He, his mind is missing. You got a leak. He's just, uh, how much is, my question is, how much does he charge, charge you There's for a lot of that going around. every time he, when he recharges it? Oh, boy. Uh, God, can you believe that? I mean, that gives you an idea. We got Rick, who was the best of the best of the best, but there are guys out there like this. How can a guy look you in the eye, and you've been in for, coming in every, every two weeks for six months, and you have to put a, a, a you know, coolant back in your system, and he says you don't have a leak. 
What? Well, what what he's actually got is he's got a teenage kid going out there huffing the freon. <laughs> that that actually was an issue for a while oh. on home systems. I didn't even think of Kids that. would go to the home AC system where they could access the Schrader valve, and they would release the, the, the destroy their brain cell, gas. destroy their brain, and yep. then, and their parents were like, "Why is it warm in here again?" Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Hey, I think we're all caught up on text and anonymous feedback. Oh great! Mm. Okay, uh, Nikan One you, actually put in uh, an interesting thing here. He says, "Ask Earl if he watched the Tesla doing a massive jump <laughs> in California." I did. Apparently a no. viral video. I haven't seen this one. Listen to this. Uh, I don't bother getting we, We're running out of time. But these kids, well, they, it was a meetup, like a YouTube meetup. The people at social media, they'll say, we're going to meet up here and video and get stuff to put on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they said they're going to jump a um, their Tesla Model S Plaid. And it was this hill, like in a residential area. And this is uh-huh. insane. They jumped it. That thing launched up. I'm like 20 feet in the air, and then it nosed down. I thought it was going to do uh-huh. an endo and roll, but came down and smashed into a car and some garbage uh-huh. and destroyed the Tesla, of course. Oh. I often fantasize about going over a bridge right. well, that and you, go flying through the air. You will go into the, into the mesosphere. That would be, yeah. <laughs> Alone. Uh, Alone. Alone, now, you'll, yeah. You'll be the ri- second Tesla Nancy, would you like to ride home? There you go. My car is slow and cumbersome. <laughs> you read about some of these bridge tenders we got around here. You've read, you read the... Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what the qualification to be a bridge tender in Florida? I know I digress here. Oh, but school. It's so amazing. Did, you, have to, you have to have an eighth grade education, and there are no requirements for training. There's no testing. And, and uh, all you got to do is pull a lever. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know yeah, anything. There are no rules. <laughs> and words, uh, for you folks out of the Florida area, we had a, it was a terrible situation with a woman killed riding her bicycle. 80-year-old woman. 80-year-old woman. She's riding her bicycle across the Royal Palm Bridge. And uh, and they, they they raised the bridge and she fell and she's dead and they started 79. investigating bridge tenders and the bridge tenders anybody who wants to be a bridge tender can be a bridge tender no requirements no rules yeah. terrible anyway I digress mystery shop okay we have the mystery shop coming up and it is from J M Lexus and ladies and gentlemen it's real important that you vote on this mystery shop with us we love hearing from you you can do that at seven seven two Four nine seven six five three zero, mystery shop from J.M. Lexus. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, I'll read this. This is uh, uh, Sue's uh, does a great job writing up his reports. Uh, and Agent Lightning is the mystery shopper. Uh, about five years ago, the biggest Lexus dealership in the world, J.M. Lexus in Margate, Florida, dropped their dealer fees, almost all of them, and adopted a one-price, one-person sales model. Um, and uh, he says this sounds familiar. Stu wrote in there, which, which is basically what we're uh, we're doing at our dealership, um, Margate, Florida. Uh, Al Hendrickson Toyota is in Coconut Creek. Coconut Creek, and JM Lexus is next door to. Uh, For people who don't live in South Florida, yeah. there's eighteen thousand towns little, all crammed together, towns, yeah. and nobody knows. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, it's Fort South La- Florida. I'll say Fort Lauderdale. It's that, yeah. that, if you're from out of state, yeah. which most people are, Broward that County. are listening to this now nowadays. Anyway, uh, JM Lexus website states this. Now, I, there's another conversation I'll have to have with Stu after the show, but JM Lexus uh, website states that it's the only South Florida Lexus dealer with no dealer fee. I know what you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I know it's the know. claim. I know you know. Here we are, the same people said we couldn't say that. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're the only South Florida Lexus dealer with no dealer fee. GM Lexus ensures that you don't have to pay 
any unnecessary costs for your luxury vehicle. We have upfront pricing that's clearly displayed for your benefit. At JM Lexus, we never charge a dealer fee. The price we advertise, I'm reading uh, from the website, yeah. as it were. Uh, the price we advertise on every vehicle is the exact price you get. Dealer fees in our area can be up to $2,000 mm -hmm. per transaction. Uh, and that happens to be the dealer next door to him, by the way. But, <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> but at JM Lexus, we only charge an electronic filing fee of $59 and no additional dealer fee. The fair competitive price you see on the next Lexus, on your next Lexus, is exactly as it is. There is no hidden fee in small fine print that you'll have to sort through when you choose this. Uh, most fine print is small, isn't it? It is. Um, Anyway, my, there's a lot about this, and I won't waste a lot of time going through this, but I will, I, I'm going to call the general manager there again and talk to him. I've done this before. He's, he's, we have, they have a new one, and I know, I know him now. Good. Mark Hoppy. Okay, and, and what I'm going to say now is that they are the best Lexus dealer, yes. and we haven't finished the report yet, so maybe I changed my mind after we vote, but I don't want to take away the suspense. But we highly recommend JM Lexus. They are outstanding. Okay, I'll continue with the mystery shopping report. The one-person part of the sales process means a customer will have only one person in contact throughout the whole deal. I mean, just like when you buy anything else, you have one salesperson. No TO managers, no F&I managers, no after-sale product managers. Uh, they have delivery technology specialists, but that's just to help like yeah, learning the stuff in the car. They're not selling you anything. Right, right. This is a nice touch and part of a small but growing trend among progressive car dealers, already a tiny subset of the dealer body. I'd say less than 1%, kind of like electric cars. Very few progressive car dealers. JM Lexus has clearly carved out their niche. Is it niche or niche? I say niche. Niche, it is niche, yeah. It's the good guys of the South Florida luxury market. And every time we've mystery shopped them, they walk the talk. Agent Lightning was there a year ago and sent in a stellar report. They were professional, friendly, and true to their word. Although she didn't go through the actual delivery, Agent Lightning's salesperson explained how he would handle all the final paperwork with a remote personal assistant. It was very cool. And true to their website, the only dealer fee was a modest $59 electronic filing fee. Now, why? I'm not, yeah, I'm not, yeah. That's what I said to the general manager. I'll, I'll talk to their new general manager and say the same thing. Uh, 59 bucks when you're spending 60, 70, 120 grand on a Lexus, 60, 69 bucks. I mean, why? Just just roll that right into the price and yeah. be done with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we are a year uh, and, and later in the car business and has gone, uh, another really cute expression must do, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I, I like that. You're our, dating yourself. Our, yes. Uh, our burning question was, is JM Lexus resisting the temptation to run up their prices beyond MSRP. I believe the stat I quoted a couple of weeks ago, 83% of every new car sold so far, uh, it might have been last year, it might be this year, I can't remember the article, is over MSRP, usually thousands over MSRP. Agent Lightning returned on the anniversary of the last JM Lexus Mystery Shop to answer that burning question. Was this actually the, the Not to the day, but yeah. within days. Yeah, They're doing it the right way in nearly every respect. They have to be self-regulating when it comes to their new car pricing, right? Well, we'll see. Here's the report, speaking in the first person, 
I'm Agent Lightning. Jody greeted me at the front desk when I walked in J.M. Lex's showroom late in the afternoon. I asked her if they had any SUVs in stock. I said I was shopping for a new RX350 and was having a terrible time finding anything anywhere. Jody said she would need to get a sales manager for me, but she believed the SUV on the showroom was an RX350. J.M. Lexus calls their salespeople sales managers, and they call their sales managers sales daddies. I'm going to pause <laughs> to see if you really believe that. But I thought that was funny. I thought it was funny, I don't too. think everything, all of Stu's humor is funny, but that really tickled me. I like that. They're called team leaders. I have to go see my sales daddy. <laughs> that's funny. That is funny. Thank you for appreciating me. I walked over. That's a Josh style. Josh. Right. You sure Josh didn't tell you about I hope he's listening. Yeah, right. I walked over to look at the white RX350 in the showroom while Jody went to find the sales manager. The MSRP was 64355 and there was a sign with their upfront price listed right there on the vehicle. The price was 64654 a $299 premium over MSRP. And again, I kind of go back to their $69 uh, electronic filing fee, which is a dealer fee. They're mocking up MSRP 299 chump change to a Lexus dealer. It's even chump change to a Lexus buyer. Why not be pure? Why be a little bit pregnant? Yeah. Why not just do it? No dealer fees means read my lips. No hidden fees. And I sell cars at MSRP. Why bump them to 29? But they're the best. They're still the best. I don't take it back. That I don't take it away from them. 299. I played around with some of the buttons and explored the website while I waited for the salesman. About or excuse me, the sales specialist. Is that what it is? No, sales manager. Sales manager, yeah. yeah. Waited for the sales manager. Euphemism. Euphemisms. About eight months later, Jody returned with Paul, introduced us. We made some small talk, and then Paul asked if I was interested in leasing or buying. I said I was buying and not leasing. Excuse me while I lick my finger, turn the page. We walked about the car, we walked around the car. Paul uh, went over some of the highlights, but the presentation wasn't remarkable. I could have been, uh, it could have been my imagination, but on this visit, energy felt different. Maybe it was a demoralizing effect of extremely low inventories. You know, you're, you're, that's very observant because I'm sure the energy of our salespeople is different. Uh, I, th I thought about that. Um, so in a dealership with a one pricing like this, um, they don't pay on a, a percent of the profit as a commission. No. And so when dealers are making a ton of money, uh, those type of salespeople don't participate in it. Uh, we recently increased our new car for that same reason. Yeah. Well, salespeople today are shooting fish in a barrel. I mean, when you work in uh, a new uh, franchise, popular like Lexus or Toyota, uh, you sell every right. car even when there's no yeah. COVID epidemic. And, and you sell your cars fast. It becomes a different skill set to use for this. Like yeah. people who are good at organizing do well on this because they handle a bunch of or, uh, yeah. things, but people who are salespeople on the spot don't yeah. do well with this. Yeah, and so that's what happens to a salesperson. If this is contrary to their personality yeah. and they just, their, their whole energy is there's an instant. There's like an instant gratification thing with selling a car. And yeah. As a matter of fact, a lot of car dealers yeah. um, will actually pay you the next this, yeah. your commission that same day. Yeah, and you ho-hum, I'm gonna sell a car. You don't buy that one, yeah. ho-hum. Uh, he's going to buy it. Yeah, well, Walks in the door right behind you. So Paul couldn't seem to find the keys and something about it, uh, how it was maybe being sold, is accounting for his 
not energetic. He said he wasn't surprised. They barely have any cars at all. He asked me to follow him back to his desk and asked if I wanted any water, either cold or room temperature. Nice touch. Mm -hmm. I like that. Uh, I prefer room temperature water, yeah, actually. And yeah, and, uh, and, the, and the Rolls-Royce dealership, that you can pick your temperature. I'd like uh, 40 degrees. Uh, I prefer um, yes. I'm like 74. Exactly. My, my wife has asthma and cold water can actually make her have asthma issues. So room temp water is a very wonderful touch for them to have. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Rick. <clears throat> Paul asked me what my thoughts were and if I was ready to buy today. I told him that my husband and I would make our final decision in the next day or two. I said we had worked at a, few, a few, at a few different models and the whole process has been difficult since there aren't any cars around. I asked if I could get a breakdown on the pricing. Paul asked if I was okay with not taking a test drive. I said, I'd rather look at the numbers. He pulled up a computer screen, printed a worksheet for me. The worksheet showed pricing details and some finance options. Uh, the price uh, was 64654 same as the posted price. He had a sales tax of JM Lexus's $59 mini dealer fee, which he called, they call, electronic filing fee. You know, a, a, a rose is a rose is a rose, right? Mm -hmm. A rose by any other name. Semantics. Uh, yeah, semantics. I mean, why, why play the game? Uh, we have no dealer fees, but we have a electronic filing fee, which is a dealer fee, so just call it a dealer fee. There was no estimated registration fee. Which is weird. Which is weird, yeah. Paul uh, reviewed the numbers and emphasized that they do not charge any dealer fee, as every other car dealer does. I, I'm tired of the semantics on this. He put... He put the worksheet in a folder with his business card and handed it to me. As I was thinking in my phone rang, perfect timing and a perfect excuse. Okay. Are we through? That's the end of the report. That's the end of the report. So there we are. And uh, I picked the J.M. Lexus more than I probably should have. And uh, I guess that's just inherent okay. in me. Well, we have to. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's so much right. Um, it was a good shop, I think, yeah. overall, and, and they really do walk the talk. It's, it's just that little extra quarter mile they need to go yeah. and to get to the finish. And line. I will say this: there is something important. I've got a little bit of time here. The Lexus manufacturer is Toyota. Toyota uh, manufactures Lexus, as I just said. Uh, Lexus has told their dealers, "You should not charge hidden fees." They did that, I think, more than five years ago. I think J.M. Lexus didn't snap too right away. So J.M. Lexus, I give them all the credit in the world because they did it. They were one of the first to do it, but they weren't, they were told to do it. They didn't do it on their own. Now, interestingly, Toyota hasn't told anybody in the way of Toyota no. dealers to do it. Nope. Toyota dealer, Toyota, if you ask Toyota about it, they say... Each dealer is different. Each dealer is an independent businessman, yeah. and uh, they can do whatever they want. But the same manufacturer, Akio Toyota, which owns Lexus and Toyota, he runs the ship. And they say that Toyota can't tell the dealers not to charge a dealer fee. But why does Lexus can tell I, can the I, dealers? Can, can, can I tell our listeners what's really, really aggravating you right now? Seriously. Yeah. They say we can't tell dealers to do that, but they do tell us, tell us what to do. For, yeah. for example, that they told us that we can't say that we're the only uh, dealer Toyota dealer in South Florida that doesn't charge a, a dealer fee. Exactly. They said because there's no, we can't substantiate that with some, uh, you know, a, a source with some data. But, but, we, but, but we, we can. We, we can on this show because yeah. this is a consumer advocate show. 
So we can we can say that Earl Stewart Toyota is the only Toyota dealer in Florida that doesn't charge any hidden fees. That's true. And and if I did that in my advertising, would Toyota would get very take. angry. They would cite me with an infraction. And if I if I didn't comply, they would find they would take they, away they our, our incentive money. There could be certain uh, yeah, sanctions that yeah. we could get. Yeah. So, for that. so, so there you go. Excuse me for venting. Now, we've finished the report. And we now have to to uh, vote on J.M. Lexus. A minus. Uh, A minus from Stu. That's his personal score. Yeah, that's my personal score. Do you have any? Uh, I'm looking. Other things. Uh, yep. Uh, Mark gives him a B plus. Same thing as an A minus. And Bob gives him an A minus. We're all in sync. Very good. You, any YouTube stuff? So right? far, we've got Tom Steckel A minus. Why nickel and dime the customer? Yeah. Brian Sidlako sounds like a great dealership. B plus. Uh, Mark Ryan with a B plus. Uh, me, I'm that two ninety nine is a little annoying. I'm going to say A minus. They 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 won't get the A plus until they go MSRP and yeah. walk the walk yeah. totally. Yeah, uh, we'll, <clears throat> we'll see how important that is to them. because okay. we're going to talk to the general manager down there. What do we have, um, Stu? As far as other grades coming in. Uh, it looks like everybody's on the same page. We're all hovering between a B and an A. Oh, yeah? Yep. yeah. Uh, got Very Negan good. 1 here with an A. Uh-huh. Um, I, I want to uh, digress here for a moment and thank Donovan for uh, backing us up on Pam Blondie and uh, Ashley Moody. Uh, we need more listeners and, and uh, texters, YouTube, Facebook, everybody to back us up. Yeah, Pam Blondie is... Uh, retired, I'm going right? to give them. Hmm? She retired, right? Pam yeah, Bundy, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, there's still room to let us know what anyone thought. Yeah. I mean, has uh, the ratings gone up for either person who's in that position? Uh, so, um, at any rate, um, I give them an A, uh, A minus. Yeah, I agree with you. A minus. Oh, good. Uh, I don't have to change anything on good dealer, bad dealer list.com. Great no, stays the same. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and we, we recommend uh, JM Lexus on the show. Unequivocally, we say that uh, it's worth, if you're in South Florida, uh, I, I drive 20, 30, 40 miles uh, to deal with them. They do go, a lot of other I would go past too. Palm Beach Lexus to go there. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> go past Palm Beach Lexus. I go by a lot of Lexus dealers. Uh, they really uh, they really do a good job. And we're, we're going we're gonna to try to get them to comply uh, 100%. I think, actually, it'd be good for them. I mean, of course, in today's market, they don't have enough Lexus to sell, so it's not going to mean anything in terms of allocation. You know, some of the manufacturers, by the way, have actually threatened, and I don't believe they can get away with it, state law wouldn't permit them, uh, I believe Ford and GM have threatened to restrict allocations, allowance on cars to dealers who try to charge over sticker price for the car. At least that's, uh, you know, jawboning, it's at least doing something. And I believe that all the manufacturers should do that to the dealers, and the same thing with hidden fees. Uh, do you think? Do you think that's going to be reinforced? I mean, we've read that in the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times uh, months ago about the restriction, you know, allocation of uh, vehicles. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, here's something because we have time that I wanted a little bit of time now. I wanted to mention automotive news. There was a, a big article about the F&I and the back end, the car dealers cause it, and the uh, financing of cars, the money made. And there's a very prestigious club uh, with dealers that are really good at, 
at uh, selling a lot of F&I products, meaning gap insurance and, and maintenance insurance and extended warranties, and also charging interest rate markups that they could kick back from the banks on. That's the finance department. Uh, the dealers that really make a lot of money there, they're in the $2,000 club, meaning they make over $2,000 on every car they sell. Now, um, the, the largest uh, four groups, publicly owned dealer groups in the United States, are in that club. And with the, two th- with the COVID and with the restriction of cars, this is what has happened. And, um, and now um, Penske uh, is close. Uh, AutoNation is up there, Sonic is up there, and a few others. But uh, we need to go back and shop JM Lexus. It'll be difficult to see what they're doing in their F&I department. Uh, they really don't have a they department. Don't have, they have. Well, a, I know a little bit uh, what, what they're doing. Uh, the, the, the remote assistant thing. Uh, I'll talk to you a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but I have a very. Cl- I know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> I wonder what their average profit is. I know what it is. Oh, you do? Yeah. Tell me. No. No. I don't know. I was kidding. You don't know. You lied. Okay, I think we're about through, uh, Nancy's. Uh, uh, we do, uh, <clears throat> we are, uh, and uh, I was just checking out automotive news, and uh, currently, eleven states definitely require lenders to refund uh, to a consumer who's canceled financed uh, gap coverage. So uh, that's a little bit about gap insurance. Want to thank everyone for joining us here at Earl Stewart on Cars. Another great show. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Elise. Thanks to our mystery shopper. Uh, thanks to uh, all of us here who put this together. Looks easy, but it's not. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you right back here next week, Saturday morning at 8 a.m.